of Mr. Sorensen's weekly world history podcast. In this episode, we're going to cover Egypt's geography, agricultural, religion, and achievements. Egypt has the longest river in the world in it. The Nile is around 4,132 miles long. The Nile provided drinking water, water for irrigation, water for cleaning, fresh silt or soil when the river flooded, and it was also used for transportation. The Egyptians got pretty lucky with the Nile. The people of Mesopotamia never knew exactly when the Tigris and Euphrates were going to flood, and when they did, it was going to cause a lot of destruction. The Nile's floods were pretty predictable. They knew it was, they were going to happen pretty much every spring. And when it did flood, it was a lot more gentle. Egypt's geography also helped to protect them from attack. The Nile has six cataracts in the south. Cataracts are wild rapids formed by cliffs and boulders in a river. The rapids are going to make it difficult for attackers from the south to get up the river. The Nile Delta in the north is where the river empties into the Mediterranean Sea. This area made attacking from the north difficult because the area was swampy and with all the canals it was kind of like a maze. So if you weren't Egyptian, it would be hard to find a way through. Egypt also has deserts on both sides of the river. Egypt is called the gift of the Nile because without the Nile, people couldn't live in Egypt. The deserts are gonna make it very difficult to attack Egypt from the east and west because people could not carry enough water for their whole army. Egypt was a great place for agriculture or farming. They planted cotton, wheat, and barley in the rich, wet soil. Probably the most important plant the Egyptian had was something that they didn't actually plant. It grew up kind of like a weed along the banks of the Nile River. Papyrus is a reed plant that grows up along the shore of the Nile River, kind of like sugarcane where it's hard on the outside and soft on the inside. Egyptians used it to make baskets, sandals, and river rafts. Most importantly, they used it to make paper. They invented paper around the same time the Chinese did. Um, in fact, our English word for paper comes from papyrus. And we don't make paper like they did. We use wood pulp, which is more like the Chinese. But our word does come from papyrus. Like the Mesopotamians, the Egyptians worshipped many gods, which is called polytheism. The Egyptians had traditional stories about their gods and heroes called myths. These stories were used to help explain things the Egyptians couldn't easily explain. Some of their gods and goddesses are Ra, who was the god of the sun, he was the head god, Horus, who was the god of the sky and the protector of the ruler of Egypt. The Egyptians believed that their pharaoh or king was the living Horus, so they thought that every pharaoh was a god. We have Osiris, who's the god of the underworld, and he was married to Isis. And then Isis ruled over the dead with her husband, Osiris. Set is the god of the desert, storms, disorder, and violence. He's kind of like the devil character in Egyptian myths. He's the one that tries to destroy everything and ruin everything. And Anubis, 
who is the god of mummification and the afterlife. Egyptian pharaohs and their families were made into mummies after, and often their families were made into mummies after their death. Uh, Egyptians believed the pharaohs needed their bodies for the afterlife because the pharaohs were considered to be a god. They embalmed their bodies to help preserve their bodies for the afterlife. They believed that if they lived a good life and knew the spells from the Book of the Dead, that the pharaoh could achieve the afterlife. One of the achievements the Egyptians, of the Egyptians were the amazing pyramids they built. The pyramids were built to hold the remains and treasures of the pharaohs. The first pyramids were step pyramids. They were simple structures that kind of looked like the Mesopotamian ziggurats. Over time, the Egyptians got better building them. The Egyptians even invented a measuring system and number system to help them build beautiful and accurate pyramids. So let's talk about how they built the pyramids. First, architects had to design the pyramid, plan where to build the structure, and decide on the type and amount of materials needed. Once the location was chosen, it next had to be prepared. So next, the workers measured and leveled the site to ensure that the foundation was square and stable. They did this by digging trenches and filling them with water to get an actual accurate level measurement. Adjustments were made to the base to make sure that it was flat. Next, workers had to supply the huge blocks that were quarried from the hills and surrounding mountain ranges for the pyramid. They had to be measured, cut, and taken from the quarry to be delivered to the worksite. Many miles separated the two places and they had to be dragged there on wooden sled by sheer manpower. They didn't have modern equipment like, tool, like the tools and machines we have today. Next blocks had to be brought down the Nile River on ancient barges. They had to be loaded from dry docks onto boats that would not sink under the tremendous weight. Next, the workers positioned the blocks using ramps and pulleys. Recent discoveries suggest that workers used water to reduce friction and make the path smoother. smoother. They continued to construct ramps as the pyramid ascended or went upward. In order to accommodate the large stones and the massive number of workers, the final step was to decorate the pyramid by cover it, covering it in the polished limestone, which created a smooth, shiny appearance. The biggest and most famous of the nearly 80 pyramids in Egypt is the Great Pyramid of Khufu. The Great Pyramid of King Khufu was built around 2470 BC. That would be 5,000. 489 years ago. It is nearly 480 feet tall at 481 feet tall, which is over one and a half football fields. It is near two other large pyramids that are nowhere near the size of Khufu's, probably around half size. It is also near a huge statue called the Great Sphinx. The Great Sphinx was put there because it was supposed to guard the Great Pyramids. The Great Sphinx is 240 feet long and 66 feet tall. So now your chance for a bonus on the quiz. What is the name of the city the Great Pyramids are closest to? You will need to write the answer on the bottom of the bubble sheet in order to get your five point bonus. So I hope this episode helps you understand Egypt a bit better.
I'll talk to you next time on Mr. Sorensen's Weekly World History Podcast. Bye.